Welcome to Dare to Know, interviews with quality and reliability thought leaders. I'm Fred Shankleberg, the guest host for today's RAM special episode. While attending the Reliability and Maintainability Symposium held in late January 2016 in Tucson, Arizona, I had the chance to sit down with Carolyn Lubert and talk about her work as an as a professor of applied mathematics and reliability topics, but also as her role as the chair of the of the Rams to tutorial program. Please enjoy our conversation recorded at Rams. So Carolyn, thanks for joining us for a few seconds to talk about what you do here at the Rams conference. Oh, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Right, a little louder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not that loud. <laughs> but I mean, I think every time I've seen you here at the conference, and I think other places too, is you have a coffee cup in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's kind of my trademark. <laughs> okay, all right. So you're. It looks like Starbucks here. So you're, this is a good venue for you. This is a fantastic venue. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm loving this hotel. I'm loving Arizona. This has just been one of our, I think, most well attended, and um, people are loving this venue. Okay. Yeah, yeah which I is totally really agree. important. For which Rams. is important. Yeah. No, you've been flying all over the place for the <laughs> yeah. last two days, and in part because you're the tutorials coordinator, or right. is it vice president of tutorials, or uh, is it tutorials chair? Tutorials chair. Yeah. Okay. So right. we typically have one tutorial chair, and we have probably three or four vice chairs. Okay. And so the tutorials are separate from a lot of conferences don't necessarily have tutorials. Why right. did you, I, I know you haven't been here that long. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, and I think it was your predecessor. Yes, who started it. started yeah. it. What, what, what prompted that? What was the solution they were trying to provide? I think the problem was that people were coming to conferences and they were going to a lot of papers and they were really enjoying the papers, but they weren't necessarily having anything that they could take back to their companies to um, show them what their money had been spent on by sending someone to a conference, what they had brought back from the conference. So there were a lot of great ideas in the papers, but not all of them could be used directly. And um, it was a need that was identified for people who'd been going to conferences for years, but also for new people who had just come into the industry and wanted some sort of fairly basic training, if you like, before they could even go to the paper sessions. And so I think it was trying to fill both of those needs. And we looked around and we saw it wasn't being done anywhere else um, that we that we knew of. And so we decided it was important. And um, we've been able to fill two tracks, which is basically half the conference, for a very many years with people who want to hear tutorials. Well, one of the complaints I hear is that there's there's too many options. There's, right. You can't right. sit in on two tutorials simultaneously. Right. Unfortunately. Right. And that's why that's how we hope to encourage you to come back next year. Oh, that's just the evil plot in exactly, the background. Exactly, being revealed. That's right. One of the thoughts was we wanted to ask you about, well, how, how do you build a portfolio of tutorials? Because you do multiple years. I've had that that's experience. Right. I think we just did, Carl and I did it for our fourth year. Right, right. But, we don't, we're probably not going to make a career out of that. Right, right, right. So what we do is we try to have a mixture. We typically have 22 tutorials or thereabouts, and we try to have a mixture of old, tried and tested tutorials. So ones that are you calling old now? <laughs> I, as I said old, I hesitated. I was trying to think of a better word, but <laughs> longer running. How about that? All right, all right, um, so we try to have um, some of those that we know are going to be popular, are going to go really well, are in what we consider to be the, sort of the basics. And so we have those 
those. And um, we have a tutorial certificate program, and those ones that I've just mentioned form the core of that program. Okay. And so those are the ones that if someone is doing a tutorial certificate, we require them to do. And then we try to have newer, um, different ones that we switch out every year or every couple of years. Um, but it varies a great deal from year to year because it depends what people suggest. So we put out a call for tutorials and then see what's out there. Right. And that, and that takes a, a commitment to produce the tutorial and show up That's and present right. it. That's right. Yeah. Right. Well, this year you had the snowstorm back <laughs> east and, and some juggling of schedules. Are right. all the tutorials are going to be presented? Yes. We don't have any blank slots. So what we typically do is we have around... 45 to 55 tutorials suggested to us by people. When we have our call for tutorials, when we get them all in, we've got about 45 to 55, from which we have to select our tutorials. Okay. And the first thing we do is we kind of look at topic areas. And so sometimes we get four or five ones on fault tree analysis, for example. And then we're looking at which one of those we want to run, and two or three on safety, which one of those we want to run. And then we identify kind of bigger areas that haven't been covered. And we look for people in those areas that we know. So we draw on our kind of database of friends and colleagues and try to fill out areas that right. have not been covered. Um, and then we keep a backup of four or five tutorials that are going to be people that are typically on the management committee or the BOD that we know will attend the conference so that we can pull those in last minute if we have to. And that's what's happened with Snowstorm. Okay, so you had some backups. <laughs> that's right, that's exactly. Vasily, yeah, exactly. Okay. So it's not black magic, it's not... A little bit. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, okay. not really. I'm just trying to get a pay raise. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, yeah, I'll give you a pay raise because it's, a, it's right. pretty affordable. 20%, right, 20 of nothing. Of nothing. <laughs> That's right. I can do that math. But what kind of feedback are you getting uh, over the years from the program? And so people really, really seem to like the tutorial. Uh, part of the program. I think it is a big draw for people because it is so different and for the reasons that we've mentioned, they can go back to their company and they can show that they've really got something directly out of the conference. They can send new people for training that, that can take place in a couple of days, at least at a basic level that would take weeks if they had to bring somebody in or send somebody away. So I think it's incredib an incredibly important part of our program. I think people really, mm -hmm. really like it. And I think they like the opportunity to um, sit in a tutorial with other people who are working in the same area and, and network with them as well. I think that's another advantage of the tutorials. That more, because it's two hours, more of that seems to go on than in a paper session where things come You're and in go. And out, right? yeah, quick, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's really a good networking opportunity too. Well, you're competing with these university programs. You're competing right. with the uh, you know, seminars and workshops right. that are being offered by right. professional societies, right. and so on. What? I mean, there's the networking aspect, and it's it's really condensed with lots of variety of topics. Right. But other than that, what's the advantage here versus going to the University of Maryland or taking a seminar from right. Hobbs Engineering? Right. So I'm not sure that we are actually competing with them in some sense. I think what we're really trying to do is offer people a condensed view of something that they might like to go away and study in more detail or right. bring two somebody hours. in. Or, that's right. We can't possibly do much in two hours except say to them, this might be applicable to what you're doing or they might find out this is not actually what I thought it was. I actually don't need this. So I think that's the sort of the crux of what we do. Although I do remember you teaching a, a tutorial on uh, reliability statistics, and I think you covered about four textbooks. Correct. That's right. And two, two semesters. And two semesters <laughs> worth of that in two hours. No, I had four that time. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> so now it seems reasonable. That's it. That's why. Four hours makes a huge difference. Yeah, it does. It might have something to do with the coffee. Right? That's, that's right. right. That's right. That's before I switched to decaf. <laughs> <laughs> But 
it's, it, I mean, I didn't think of it that way. It's, it's, a, it's a sampling of all these topics. I think so, it's yes. It's a taster plate. I think so. I think so. Thing. And it's a good way to get people, to, you know, a relatively cheap way to send somebody to have a taster and say, find out what you need and come back and tell me, and then I'll plonk down X dollars to bring somebody in or to send you for a week or whatever. Right, right. Well, what do you, I mean, this is a great conference. I mean, it's, it's not near the attendance it was 20, 30 years ago. Um, what's I mean the tutorials is a draw, but is it enough to sustain these kind of expensive travel and right, forms right. and all those things going forward? Well, and that's always the discussion. So actually, this morning we were talking because we were looking at the attendance uh, figures, and as late as two thousand one, two thousand two, we were having six or seven hundred people at the conference, and it was it was remarkable when the recession hit, when NASA started putting restrictions on travel and so on. The, the attendance plummeted and has sort of been slightly increasing over the years. But prior to that, it's been six to seven economy's gotten better. That's right. Some of it's the economy years. has got better. But the world um, economy slowing down, and, right. we, and we draw a lot of right. international. Right. So. Right. It, What's the future for that's a, Rams? That's a great question. Um, I'm not sure. We've we've toyed with a number of different ideas. We've got you know, we've got more sort of technology driven this year with having everything on the app. Mm -hmm. um, in the past, we've thought about um, sending uh, tutorials out, filming them, and sending them out so people can be in remote locations and just watch the tutorials. I remember they and that had kind really fancy camera gear that's a right. few years yeah, that's ago. That's right. We didn't get the uptake on that that we thought we would, but that doesn't mean that we've shelved it. We're we're constantly sort of looking to address the problems that you're talking right. about, and so I think we may come back to maybe thinking about doing more of that kind of thing. Um, like remote? Uh, yeah, it's like remote, so we would video the, you know, tutorials and send them out direct streaming, basically, so that people could watch them from wherever they were. Um, and they have to pay a certain fee, but it's obviously not nearly as expensive as sending you, yourself or a couple people to wherever. To come out here. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I should mention that Andre Kleiner is sitting in with us, and I, I didn't get him a good microphone, so if you hear some something <laughs> in the background. <laughs> That's Andre. Making, making all kind of noises. That's right, right. right. I have one question. Sure, let me let me hand you the mic here. Yeah. You can tell this is a can professional song. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, actually, my question is kind of related to yeah. what uh, Fred was talking yeah. about before. I mean, we all get uh, a lot of emails with uh, all of these conferences, sure. a sure. lot of them in China, right. like, uh, in, right. in, in other Far East regions, and, and they seem to be doing a lot of advertising. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, it, like I said, it's kind of related. So what's what's our plan to kind of stay competitive? Because I mean, I personally think this is one of the best conference for reliability mm -hmm. professionals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and and as far as your previous remark on uh, kind of doing things remotely, is, do you see any danger there? If like kind of we start uh, right. losing uh, sure. people attendance and. Right gaining that uh, kind of remote attendance. Right. I think it's a double-edged sword. I think, you know, we're going to have to adapt in some ways. There's no question that there are some groups of people that just can't travel. Like we had the, the, the NASA people who couldn't travel for some period of time and it was non-negotiable. And you still want to keep those people kind of involved with the, with the um, conference because the hope is at some point that the funding will get better and they will be able to travel again. But you also want to reach a wider audience. And so we are, we are in the process of trying to de derive some long-term plans to address these kind of issues. We're not entirely sure. We still feel right now that actually coming to the conference offers a lot of people a lot of things. 
the networking I can't really stress enough. I mean, I think that people have made work connections right. at this conference. Yeah, good to see you. Right, I'm going to hand off the mic to Andre to finish. I'm okay. Yeah, I think that the I think that the um, connections that people have made at this conference over the, the numbers of years people have been coming have really helped them in their work environments. I know people who are contracting people who they met at the conference and all that kind of stuff. So I think that there's there's no question that it has that kind of value. The sampling that I was just talking about at the tutorials and. So on. You sit in a tutorial and you have a problem, and the person next to you has just addressed a similar problem at work. And exactly. You, yes. So I think that's incredibly valuable. We've worked hard in the last two or three years, and we have upped the numbers in the last two or three years. And I think if we hadn't had the snowstorm this year, we would have up the numbers even more significantly. So they've been creeping up 20 people at a time, but that's not nothing in this environment. Yeah, uh, have you considered actually moving the dates for this conference? Because it seemed like uh, I mean I've been attending this right. conference since early two thousand, right. and every maybe other time there's somebody affected right. by snowstorm right, or yeah. cold yeah. weather yeah. or something. So the interesting thing is that we've talked about this a number of times, and our main problem is the hotels need to be booked so far in advance. So we're not a huge conference as, as hotels go. And so there's only a certain range of hotels that we can go to or they're not really interested in our business. They're looking for conferences of several thousand people, not several hundred people. So the hotels that will take us on, um, there are only a certain number of them and they're booked very far out. And so we're right now looking at 2023's hotel booking. Oh, wow. And so we can't change things in the immediate future. And to, to kind of address your question, it's true that we haven't made a strategic decision at 20, to change it from 2023 and beyond. But I think that the results of this year might give us another kick in, in that direction. They might make well, us think that again. Yes. So, um, yeah. The trouble is there are so many mm -hmm. other conferences at fixed times that we've got to be really careful not to... Yeah, not, to not to compete, compete with, with, with others. Yeah, 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 yeah I mean, that's, exactly that's, right. that's definitely a consideration. Yeah. But uh, the thinking was, let's say, I mean, we're here in Tucson, right? right? And it's it's January and right. it's it's nice, right. but in March it's gonna be really right. nice. So That's you may right. kind of attract right. Yeah, right. more people. That's right. We also have always thought, well, not always thought, but I, I believe that we have thought that it's actually a selling point to get away from the cold weather, from the cold weather. in January. I, I really don't know how much that factors in. Yeah. But we've had a few rams before, oh, like sure. in Virginia. Right. Like we, we won't anymore. Okay. <laughs> so all, we got snowed in in Washington, D.C. a few years ago, and that was the end of the north as far as we were concerned. All warm climates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From now we're, on. we're south now, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, I have one more question, yeah, sure. actually related to the previous yeah. one when we were talking about uh, personal attendance mm. versus remote mm -hmm, participation. Mm -hmm. And uh, have you looked at maybe other experiences, experiences of other conferences? Because some do offer, some don't. Right. And I think that probably, again, we all engineers, we, right. we, we like data. Right. I think right. that probably might give you uh, some thoughts if it's, because besides another point you made, like uh, networking, there's also another point when okay I participate remotely but I still like I'm sitting at my desk and there's right. a lot of things that's going exactly on it's like, okay right. so that's I, I exactly switch right. my boss kind of yeah, showed up that's exactly right yeah I think there's, there's always a, a fire to be fought at work I mean I've talked gone into companies and taught for a week and unless you can get them to a, a even slightly remote location from their own office location it's always a disaster because day one they're all there day two some of them are late because they have to their boss told them they have to answer all their exactly. emails day three only a third of them are there for the day because you know you can imagine how it goes and so I do think there is great value I think you make an excellent point there is great value to being away 
totally away from your usual venue and you're able to focus on something else altogether. And I think that is what people like about conferences. So have you had a chance to look at other experiences? We um, haven't. I'm sure some other conferences right, right, right. doing uh, that. Fairly informally. We haven't done what I would like to do in terms of data collection for this. We've, mm-hmm. we've sort of really canvassed people for their opinion as much as anything else. But I think that the points that you guys make are good ones. It's harder and harder to get people to come and we're going to have to do more and more serious analysis because we can't rely just on the reputation and so on. We have to have the data to back up. As a suggestion, yeah, as a suggestion, maybe you want to ask, I mean, participants, Rams, uh, maybe they attended other conferences where it was like uh, offered as an option to to be remote and see what's their experiences. So I think that's a great idea. And I think with having the app, this is just the sort of thing we can incorporate. We're sitting around, we have a great idea, and we can say in one of our chairman's corners in the morning, oh, and by the way, we're interested in collecting this data. You can do it in five minutes on the... the, yeah. Sheets on the on the um, the feedback forms on the app. So please go to the conference feedback form and just tell us what you think. And I think we're getting already more feedback from having it electronically than we used to have when people used to have to sit and write it out. Because people are used to writing a few lines and saying how they feel, but sitting and handwriting things, they're less inclined to, they're um, less likely to, they they always feel that they'll be recognized if they say something bad and blackballed or something. I mean, I think there's all sorts of issues. So the app has proven very, very good for that, for collecting feedback already. Probably more people are more comfortable with with Sure, absolutely. We're all tweeting and Facebooking and whatever, right? (laughs) Well, not me, but... All right. Well, I'm sorry, Dr. White. Thanks, Andre, for <laughs> filling in for keeping the conversation going. Uh, I just saw. Uh, uh, um, oh, now I'm drawing a complete blank. Uh, Bill, mm. go by another person. I really want to interview for the program, <laughs> but it's one of the the features of Rams is that if you come more than a couple of times, you you get to know a lot oh, sure. of really wonderful people and sure. stay in touch over the years and build your network. Oh, that's right. Well, Fred and I have worked together completely separately. I mean, we met at Rams mm-hmm. and then we taught a cl- class that was sort of totally unrelated to Rams, except that we knew each other through Rams and, right. you know, you're not the only person that I've had those kind of things with. And that is one of the values, I think. It is. And it's a, it's a broad network of people that are yeah. all related to reliability and maintainability in some way, but it's right. a great deal so right and they're all eager to learn that's one of the things about the conference it's not it tends to be more interactive the tutorials are very interactive it's not right. just sitting there and listening to information being fed to you I mean people get very involved in discussions and so on and I think it energizes people I think that is a, a selling point for the conference you come you get involved in a two-hour tutorial with lots of feedback and, and, and talk around you and you go back and you think oh you know you, you feel like you've been rejuvenated that's your right. interest has been rejuvenated well I, I speak for Andre here too is I know you, you do tutorials on occasion yeah. And, then, and it's the same for the presenters. It's, mm. it's, you know, it's, it's wonderful to have a room full of people that really want to hear and learn about the topic. Right. So thanks a lot for Yay, putting that whole program together and keeping it live and, and also inviting us to, to present. And Absolutely. And accepting we couldn't our do it without you guys. <laughs> That's right. So uh, now what, if people want to get involved yeah. at, at different levels, one is sign up and attend yep. next year. Yep. Uh, and that's at rams.org. Yep. And But if somebody wants to present a tutorial... We send out a call for papers and a call for tutorials. Um, and it gets, gets sent out in about March time frame. Okay. And it comes through the Rams um, website. 
and it also gets emailed to as many people as we've got on our email list. But there's a way to sign up for that list, the, the general announcement list right on the site, isn't there? Yes. Right, yes, so there at rams.org. Yes. So look for that and then look for the call for papers in call March. Call for tutorials, yes. Call for tutorials, call for papers yep. in March. Yep. Eight March, April. Yep. And, and then it goes through a down-select process, as you said, yep. and then preparing papers and preparing the tutorials, acceptance process. Yeah, the process basically takes... Um, so what happens is we look at the uh, the applications that we've got in late April, early May, and we have a meeting in May where we lay out <laughs> literally all the ones we've got and put them in groups and decide what we want, how many um, older ones, how many newer ones, uh, do we have all our topic areas covered, and then um, we write back to the people and tell them that they have been accepted. At which point they basically, we want their first draft really by the end of July. And, and so. This is for a conference in January. That's correct. Right. So, that's we'll, correct. We'll wrap, we will, but that's the idea is there is a yes. process and the call for papers are yep. pretty early, but it's going to be a, it's well worth doing on both ends as a participant or right. the other one as presenting. Um, so thanks a lot, yeah, Carolyn. Yeah, thank you for, very much. You didn't finish your coffee, so... I know. Absolutely. Too much true? talking, not enough coffee drinking. That, you can never <laughs> usually say that about me. That's huh. true. That's true. <laughs> well, maybe too much talking. So, thanks a lot, Carolyn. Thanks very much.